0: Hello everyone, my name is Mickey Eagle and I'm bringing this to you from Queensland in Australia. This is my first podcast but it's going to be one of many that I'm going to intertwine with videos and writing as I bring together several books that are going to put together the story of my life and many events that have happened to me that have been quite tragic. I've wanted to write for a very long time but getting the time to To do so in amongst trying to make a living. As most people who write will know it's not the easiest task. I guess one tends to amble along in life thinking that they want to do this and they want to do that and time will eventually come but what brought this all to head for me was back in 2014 when I suddenly received a letter out of the blue. This letter came to me addressed from the Victoria Police As I said, I currently live in Queensland, but all of my story dates back to my life in Victoria. I've only been in Queensland since the year 2000. The letter that I received absolutely stopped me in my tracks. It was only a very brief letter. It asked me to contact the Victoria police. When one receives a letter like that, of course you think, what the devil happened? Why, Um, how could this suddenly come? It was a very harsh awakening for me because the last time I had any contact with the police was back in the 1990s. Being contacted by the police is always quite confronting. I think no matter what situation you're in. uh, When I telephoned the police to ask why they wanted to be in touch with me, they informed me that they'd opened a cold case and they wanted to have some discussions with me about that that very request from them telling me they wanted to have discussions rewound my life back 25 years back into the 1990s when I was the victim of a rape they wanted to have discussions because they felt that they had a way of unravelling the case, they thought they had caught the perpetrator or they had strong feelings as to who the perpetrator was and they wanted to have some discussions with me along those lines I spent the next couple of weeks to and fro speaking to the detective down there in Melbourne. He wasn't the detective who was handling my case at the time, but he is the one who opened the cold case. Basically, in retrospect, he had nothing to work on. Why he even opened the case, I scratch my head and wonder why, from my point of view, He unraveled everything that I'd managed to patch together over those past 24 years with such trauma. One has to start to relive one's life in a different manner uh, to put behind all that happened. It was an extremely traumatic time, not because of the rape, or not only because of the rape, I should say, but because of the way it was handled. But that's a whole other story that I'll get into a little bit later on. So basically here I am with a confrontation of a 25-year-old case that they were mucking around wondering about a DNA sample that they had and trying to match it up and bumbling and fooling and totally disrupting and destroying my life and putting me into a reset mode of something that I thought that I had pretty much recovered from. The year that followed was very stressful for me, working with the police, but the main thing that it made me become aware of was that it was absolutely time for me to bring to the forefront this whole situation of my court cases never being resolved, no no perpetrator being found and the whole intricacies of the case were slapped back up into my uh, face full force and it now became time for me to, as a much more mature person and 25 years or more after the event, I felt that I had the ability to start to fight these people, to fight the system, to fight the police force, to fight the supposed justice system and one thing and another. So that brings me to now, when I've spent the last three years since that confronting letter, putting together a whole lot of thoughts, a whole lot of writing and a whole lot of realisation that I'm not going to let this pass me by. Contemplating back over my life, uh, it became absolutely prominent that. From the age of about seven or eight years old, I had had nothing but shocking experiences in regard to police and the legal system and justice and, and I made a very forceful decision that I was just not going to allow my life to continue on any further without putting down as much as I could onto paper. Um, getting it out into print, getting it out into the media possibly. Uh, My long-term aim would be very much to try and have my stories transformed into film. I don't think that anybody should have to experience their complete life. As I said, I started from the age of about seven or eight and I am now in my 60s and I still don't have any justice. I don't think that the police nor the system should get away with having to have a person be a victim three separate times without having a single one of those brought to the correct end, which is just and putting a perpetrator behind bars. The most disturbing aspects of the whole situation from my point of view is the police handling of it. Now I'm told, as of 2014 and in dealing with the police in this day and age, that it would never happen. Not today it wouldn't happen. They're very sad that it happened to me back then, they're very sad that the police handled things in the manner that they did, but it certainly wouldn't happen now. Now that's absolute nonsense because if it wouldn't happen now, why aren't they repairing the damage that they did? So all of this background brings me right up to where we are today. Being an artist, I happen to come across the Patreon website, actually through one of my daughters. And it's the very platform that I feel I'm going to have the confidence in getting uh, a lot of positivity happening. Uh, I'm going to be able to put out my story and, and get people assisting me and getting getting some justice some final justice uh, before it's too late. I mean that sounds pretty macabre but of course we all only have a certain time on earth and I've got a lot to get down in the few years that I have remaining in comparison to my whole lifetime. Well it's broken up into three separate stories. One when I was very young, another when I was in um, the middle of my life in the 1990s and then fairly soon after that in 1998. As a matter of fact, the third crime, which was one of arson, was committed right at the very week that I had my last court case in the Supreme Court for the rape. So the timing in itself was pretty traumatic with that final event. None of the three was ever solved and the police mishandled and committed miscarriages of justice right throughout that's what all of my stories are going to be about, so that even if I can't bring justice to my own situation, I just want a lot of exposure so that this sort of thing doesn't continue on. From what I understand from a lot of the research that I've been doing, there are far too many people in the world who have this same sort of miscarriage of justice take place and realistically it just cannot keep going so i'm asking all of you to band together to assist me to stand behind me and to help me pave the way so that i can get all of this uh, brought out into the open and um, bring an end to it all okay well thank you very much and i'm going to start to put together more podcasts and some videos and plenty of writing I've already started writing one of my books. As a matter of fact, I'm about three quarters of the way through it. Um, But I'm going to be putting forth and seeing what people think um, and so on and so on. Well, thanks heaps for taking the time to listen. And I look forward to seeing you in my next podcast. Bye for now.